0: Time to heed the call for financial freedom. This is the Audible Advisor Podcast with Spiros Vasilakos of Athenian Private Client Group. Well, hello and welcome in to the Audible Advisor Podcast. I've been George alongside Spiros Vasilakos, president over at Athenian Private Client Group, where you'll find him online at theaudibleadvisor.com. Spiros, welcome in. Good to talk to you.
1: Great, Ben. Thank you. It's a wonderful day here in Tampa, Florida, and uh, looking forward to uh, this episode.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about birthdays. I, I know as we get older, we don't celebrate birthdays as much, right? They don't mean as much as they did when we were younger, but there are some important birthdays when you're looking out ahead and you're planning for your retirement. There are some key ages to keep in mind, right?
1: Uh, absolutely, and uh, very, very important, especially during the uh, retirement planning process.
0: So today we're going to talk about the most important birthdays in retirement planning. So you might not be excited about getting a year older, but we want to kind of highlight some, some ages to be thinking about, hey, there's some things coming up, some things I maybe should sit down with my advisor and work through and talk about, and these are some key ages for retirement planning. So let's start off with 50. Now, I think most people think retirement planning, okay, maybe a little bit later in life when some key ages start happening, but 50 is an important age, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, 50, you know, for a lot of people, uh, whether
1: you're working, uh, you're self-employed, is, is a really, uh, I would probably say, a milestone for a lot of people, especially when they're looking at retirement. And, you know, it's important to understand that, you know, when you're making your uh, IRA contributions or 401k contributions, that you understand what are the limits right so you know for ira contributions you know for people just just in case you don't know uh ira contributions for actually 2022 you know it hasn't changed you know it's six thousand dollars uh but you know one thing that people don't know is once you turn 50 and and, and older you can actually contribute another thousand dollars which is what we call an annual catch-up contribution so all you can actually put in seven thousand dollars now for a 401k It's even better for 401k obviously for 2022 they've increased it uh the contribution for uh, individuals under the age of 50 uh to 20,500 but the magic number for those who are 50 and over you can actually contribute another $6,500 which means you can contribute $27,000 into a 401k and just remember it doesn't even include the match so if you're getting a match from your employer which sometimes is between 3 to 6% that is an additional additional monies that's going into your 401k that uh, will help you actually hopefully reach your goal.
0: How many people do you think are actually aware of this? Because, you know, if you start using this at age 50, you can make up a lot of ground or you can really add on to what you've already accumulated over those next 10 or 15 years.
1: Well, listen, uh, unless you're sitting with a financial advisor or you're actually your CPA accountant is, is making you aware of these uh, contribution limits, you know, a lot of people just don't know about it. So, you know, it's it's important because I, what I tell people, compounded interest, which is tax-deferred interest, actually grows a lot faster than tax income so you know when you're looking at taxable accounts obviously you're paying tax on all the gains uh, you know which are ordinary dividends and uh, interest now if you liquidate a position then you're gonna obviously pay uh, some sort of capital gains tax whether it's short term or long term but with tax deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks you don't have to worry about that so all that interest dividend and return that's growing in those accounts are actually growing Com- they're actually compounding, which will get you quicker to your retirement goal than taxable uh, brokerage accounts.
0: So age 50, an opportunity to put more money into those retirement accounts, whether you're you know, just trying to catch up or want to do better, or you've already done well, but just want to add in to what you've already done. Age 50 is important. All right. Age 55. This is a big one because you can actually start tapping into some of those accounts, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's go over this. Actually, the, the IRS calls it the rule of 55, right? So it's an IRS provision that actually allows workers who have actually left their jobs for any reason, right? Whether you were terminated, whether you left, uh, to actually start taking uh, penalty-free distributions uh, from their current employer's retirement plan once they've actually reached 55. Now, there's a couple of things that you want to be careful, right? So when we're sitting down with you know, individuals that, you know, have these 401ks, we actually tell them, look, you have two options, right? So obviously the first option at age 55, you can start taking out your, you know, distributions from your 401k with no penalty. There's no 10% penalty, but the other option is you can actually roll over that 401k into a traditional IRA account. Or if you had a 401k that had a Roth feature to it, then you can roll it into a Roth IRA. But what you got to understand is that you're going to lose that um, 55 provision that the IRS allows. So once you roll it over, you, you can't take money out at 55. You're going to be penalized if you do. Uh, you got to wait until you're 59 and a half.
0: Boom. And that takes us right to that next stage. And I love I love the half year, Spiros. It always makes a lot of sense. But 59 and a half. And as you mentioned, this is a key age because you can actually start pulling out of those qualified accounts without that penalty.
1: Absolutely. Do we recommend it? No, we don't. But, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, when, when you're, you're, you're disabled, uh, you can't work anymore, uh, you know, you have no other choice but to start taking money out at age 59 and a half. So again, that penalty is gone. But what's really important about this is that you actually, you know, have until 72, right? Uh, to actually start taking out your RMDs. So what we do tell people, if you don't have to take any money out at age 59 and a half, and you let the money grow, then, you know, you have to take it out at age 72. And they changed that with the uh, SECURES Act uh, during COVID. uh, They actually changed it. It used to be 70 and a half. Now it's 72. So again, you know, it's important that you understand those two uh, different ages, because sometimes people think age 59 and a half, well, you know what? I can start taking money out, but you really don't have to. You're not required to do
0: it. And I think that's what's key is that, you you know, just because you can do these things and just because you are eligible for whatever we're talking about today doesn't mean you should. So you should always be working with your financial advisor uh, along with these birthdays to, to make sure you're, you're taking on the best strategy for your plan long term. But 59 and a half is a good age because you can start pulling out of those qualified accounts should you need it. All right. You have anything else to to that? Space? Yeah,
1: I was actually going to say what we always give a client an option. If you have to take money out of anything, anything, and you have to, we always recommend if you have a 401k, there is a loan provision in there. So you can actually take up to 50% of your value from your 401k. You have five years to pay yourself back. But at the end of the day, whatever interest you're paying, it goes right back into your 401k. And so, you know, at least you have that access to some money without, you know, you know, realizing any penalty. So it's actually a, a penalty free type of uh, withdrawal.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you added that. And again, it's another point to, to why you work with an advisor, because there's a lot of things you just aren't aware of like that loan option that that advisor can make uh, make you aware of and help you work through and, and save you maybe a little money and a little uh, trouble as well. So that's good to know. All right, let's shift to the 60s. This is obviously the, the decade most people are looking to retire. So we shift our focus to age 62. Much like the 59 and a half, you're eligible to start taking some money from Social Security here. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to.
1: You don't have to you're eligible and you know when people ask me that question i always say the answer is yes but the question that you we really hear from a lot of our clients is is it better to take social security at 62 or at 67 which is the full retirement age right so you know the what i tell people is look you got to understand when you're when you turn 62 yes you can take out social security but you're gonna get less than what you would have gotten at full retirement age. You're gonna actually gonna get uh, somewhere around 30% less. It's gonna be lower your monthly payments, right? So when they start hearing that, they're like, well, you know, maybe I should, you know, wait. So what we do tell our clients is this, If you're actually going to start taking social security at 62, you have to be aware that if you decide to maybe work part time or do something, you know, where you're going to get some additional income, you can only make $19,560 of additional income on top of what you're getting. If you're at age 62 now, when you're 65, you don't have to worry about that. There isn't any income limits, but what you're going to have to worry about is if you fall above a certain amount of income, okay, you're going to wind up having to pay some tax on your social security. So, you know, when we're sitting down with our clients, you know, we tell them, look, do you want for every dollar that you're bringing in, uh, you know, that, well, for every $2 that you're bringing in, do you want them to take a dollar away from you? They're like, well, no, I don't, I don't want that. So, you know, then, you know, they start thinking about and say, you know what, maybe I should wait until, you know, full retirement age to start taking social security.
0: Yeah. A lot of people will be thinking about age 62. Is that, that, kind of milestone age, but how early, What around what age are you starting to sit down and actually lay out that social security strategy?
1: Well, we're always put the 65 number because that's what everyone, you know, pretty much is is familiar with, but, you know, it's really 66 to 67 when we're doing our social security analysis and we're telling people, look, here's how much you're going to get. But, you know, again, if you wait until age 70, you're going to get an increase, you're going to get more. So it's really dependent on the situation of the individual and where they're at in retirement. Um, There are calculations out there that, you know, if you took money out at age 62 and, you know, you're basically at least getting something because if something was to happen to you between the age of 62 and 65, Or sixty-seven, at least you took some money out, right? But you know, at the end of the day, it really—you know—it's really what the client situation is.
0: Okay. All right. Let's talk next about age sixty-five. So, anybody that's retiring early or wants to retire early, one of the things they'll have to cover is healthcare costs. So, I know a lot of people are looking ahead to age sixty-five because that's when Medicare kicks in.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, for clients that are taking money out at sixty-two, what we do tell them is. You're going to have to figure out how you're going to pay for insurance because you, you don't, you're you not eligible for Medicare, right? So, you know, they start thinking about, okay, maybe I should get a, a job, maybe even a part-time job, because there's a lot of part-time jobs out there that are actually offering, you know, full health care benefits, which, you know, years ago, it wasn't like that. You had to be a full-time employee. So that's one option. The second option is when you're 65, obviously, you get Medicare, right? Part A is free. It's, you know, it's not automatic. Um, you know, it's only automatic if you're actually already collecting Social Security prior to age 65. But what we tell our clients is if you're going to start taking Medicare and you're going to apply for it, make sure you do it three months prior to your birthday when you turn 65. So, you know, that that's really important. And the other, the other thing that people don't know is that and we get this all the time is well what happens if i'm 65 and i'm still working do you know could i still apply for medicare absolutely you can apply for medicare but you don't have to take the part b because really the part b is you know where you're actually paying for outpatient doctor visits you know things in that nature but if you're working and you already have health insurance well you don't really need the part b right now right so you don't have to have uh apply for part b you'll have the a you know part a which is you know free part b you don't have to apply for but when you start working i mean actually when you stop working you actually have to go and apply and you have eight months to do uh to actually apply for part b So, you know, I tell people, you know, when you stop working, give me a call, let me know so that this way you can apply right away because you have eight months. And if you don't apply for Medicare Part B, then you're going to be penalized and you can be penalized up to 10% a year, which means that your Part B premium will increase 10% at which people don't want that. Be very careful. Make sure you're sitting down with an advisor that understands Social Security and understands Medicare. Uh, But if you
0: do it right, you shouldn't have a problem. Yeah, those are two of the key ages in your 60s. But you kind of touched on this a second ago with Social Security. Age 66 and 67, that's that full retirement age, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, typically, you know, people ask, well, how do I know what am I going to get for Social Security? So there's what we call uh, an average index monthly earnings. Uh, It's based on, you know, 35 years of individuals working earnings, right? So as long as you've worked, you know, 40 as they would say 40 type quarters, which is like 10 years of, you know, earned income that you're bringing in, you should be able to qualify for full, you know, social security. Now, if you fall under that, then, you know, it's reported. But you every year, as every individual gets, even I get it, you know, it tells me, okay, if you were to collect social security today at age 65, this is what you would get, right? So a lot of my clients do get that every year. So when they get that, we bring it in, We add it to the, you know, the retirement financial plan, and then we're able to calculate where they're going to fall at, right? But it's really, really important that you understand, you know, how Social Security is calculated, and it's a formula. You don't have to, you know, think about it or worry about the formula. Your financial advisor should be able to calculate that for you.
0: All right. Let's, uh, Let's move into our 70s now. 72 is an important age because RMDs. You touched on this earlier a little bit, but let's get into it a little bit deeper. Why is this age so important?
1: Well, you know, it's important because it's required that you take out monies from your retirement account. So it's it's an IRA. Uh, if you're still working and you have a 401k, then you, you're not required to take money out from there. But if you have an IRA account, then you have to start taking out aren't required minimum distributions. What's really important is what people ask me all the time well, you know, how is it calculated? Well, it's based on the total amount of what you have in your IRA. And that, that can mean everything together so i have people that have you know five different ira accounts with five different institutions what we tell our clients is look you know it's important that you start thinking about consolidating those accounts into one ira account right so that this way you know and it's easier to calculate how much your rmd would be so just to give you an example if somebody had five hundred thousand dollars in an ira account and that's the value okay then you know what we do is we divide that number right if they're 872 We divide that number by 27.4 years and we get a number. Well, that number is actually $18,248. So that's what you would have to take out in RMD for that year. Now, keep in mind, you have to take out that RMD by the end of the year that uh, you're you're required to take it out. So if you're 72, okay, and let's say you turn 72 in February, you got to take that RMD out by December 31st. If you don't, then you're going to be penalized. And, you know, the penalty is pretty, pretty steep. So uh, we make sure that, you know, we're, we're telling our clients, you know, it's time to take out your RMD.
0: All right. So that's kind of a rundown of the most important ages. Again, you want to be working in conjunction with your advisor through all these uh, different milestones and, and stages of your life and your career. And again, Spiros can always help you with that over at Athenian Private Client Group, which you'll find them online, theaudibleadvisor.com. We put all of our shows up there, but if you want to call them directly, it's 727-754-8418. And then we've kind of listed out all these birthday Spiros, but I think it's always important to, rem- to remind people, hey, you know no matter where you are that next birthday is most important right because it doesn't matter if you haven't started yet go ahead and get, take that next step
1: absolutely you know it's never too late you know never too early to start planning for retirement and you know it's really important that you try to work out all the details with your financial advisor if you don't have a financial advisor Look, my services are always available. You can reach me at Uh You can actually give me a call at 727-754-8418, or you can actually go on the Audible Advisor when you listen to the podcast. All my contact information is there, and I'd be more than happy to sit down with you. Complimentary, uh, no cost to you, no obligation to you, but at least to give you some ideas of how to move forward and how to build that foundation for your financial plan.
0: Yeah. Again, the audibleadvisor.com, all the contact info there, along with all of our podcasts and, and content that Spiros created, but you can call them directly one more time, 727-754-8418. All right, Spiros, we'll wrap it up on that note. Great information here. And again, encourage anyone that has questions or concerns or just wants to learn more to give you a call. Absolutely.
1: And as always, you know, keep moving towards financial independence. The only way you're going to do that is you have, if you have the right plan.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Audible Advisor podcast. For Spiros Vasilakos over at Athenian Private Client Group, I'm Ben George. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Athenian Private Client Group are not affiliated.